Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries, the podcast where what happens in Kansas stays in Kansas. Super Edition number six, Spring Fever. Hi! Hello, gladiators, and welcome back to Sweet Valley Diaries. It's still the hiatus, but you know, we gotta we gotta read these books. We've got a few books here that we are trying to get through, super editions, and Spring Fever is one of them. Have you read it? If you do, you might have thoughts about it. I bet you remember it. Um, I'm here with a very special guest, Megan Keller. Hi, Megan. Hello, Marissa. Um, so Megan, you are the latest in a grand tradition on Sweet Valley Diaries of, uh, roommates as guests on the podcast. Well, it's, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited <laughs> to read this book. Easy to book. Uh, I always said the word book right after you said the word book, so that might sound funny, but I mean book in the verb sense. Easy to book a guest who lives uh, in the room next door to you. Yeah. The very first guests on the first episode of Sweet Valley Diaries were my two roommates at the time. I saw that, and I was really excited when I looked up your podcast. I was like, I know of Sayla, and I was like, I know Kat! (laughs) Yeah. You're like, there's a picture of those girls on our refrigerator. Exactly. Yeah. So, lest... Listeners, lest you think that I somehow have, like, a crazy rotating cast of roommates, it's just a normal rotating cast of roommates. I've lived in the same apartment for a long time. And, you know, it's Los Angeles. People move. Things happen. Especially pandemic things. Um, But I'm very happy to have you as my roommate now for many months. And... As a guest. Very happy to be here. I've never been in your room, so it's very Oh, is exciting. that true? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Well, welcome. <laughs> I should have cleaned more for no, you. <laughs> so this is also exciting, listeners, that we are in the same physical space. That's pretty cool. I haven't mm-hmm. had an episode like that in quite some time either. Oh, yeah, obviously. I, I hadn't thought about it. Yes! <laughs> we can be in the same space. Yay. Feels so lucky. It's very special. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about Spring Fever, like literally what happens in the book, and then also about how the book fits into the world of the Sweet Valley series. But first off, do you have any prior experience with the Sweet Valley High universe? This is my first Sweet Valley High book. I have read lots of The Babysitter's Club, but I don't know why. I don't know how I missed these as a youth. So this one, it was very interesting. I know know you've mentioned that this book is different. I probably said this every time we do a super edition, but they are kind of challenging from the podcasting perspective. And also from your perspective, listeners, should you be trying to read along, which I have to say absolutely not a requirement. <laughs> um, but uh, they are not available as ebooks. So we have to get physical copies. So I figured that we could share the book, which was also the case with the last uh, super edition, the super thriller I did with my dad, where we ended up sharing a copy of the book. So that means that I read it first. And I kind of warned Megan that it was going to be an unusual uh, Sweet Valley high book, largely because they are not in Sweet Valley. No, they are not. And that's something that you could gather just by looking at the cover of the book. I didn't fully grasp this, but do you see where they are? In- yes, like I where they didn't go there. I mean, maybe on their way back from the airport, they didn't go to a field. They're in this so we've got Jessica and Elizabeth on the cover of this book. It, this cover is just a really really special one, I think. 
They are not just in a kind of oil painting vague background. They're in a specific physical location, uh, outdoors, in front of like a big field of hay or something. It's like a dried up hay field. Yes. Or grasses. I wish I could remember the painter's name, but you know that that famous painting of the young woman in the field, and she's like laying down in a field, sort of like reaching out towards something. That's that's what this that's what this field looks like. Except instead of a young woman reaching out towards something, it is just two happy happy Californian girls looking very rosy cheeked and just thrilled to be in this FTS field. <laughs> I was really excited when I was reading the book, and then I could, like, near the end, I could be like, this is Jessica, this is Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) I think Jessica, she's wearing, I didn't, I had, I didn't even know this was a type of outfit, but it was a gingham dress, is that correct? A gingham dress, yeah. And it's described as low enough to be, to be fashionable, but high enough not to, not to alarm her aunt and uncle. (laughs) Right. And alarming their aunt and uncle is, like, a major, um conflict point in the book Spring Fever. Like, will Uncle Herman and Aunt Shirley be able to handle these Wakefields and their crazy Californian ways? Then we've got Elizabeth, super cute, in a red neck scarf, and she's wearing like a big old belt buckle. And I mean, these two girls, they look like they're ready to go to a hoedown or maybe a square dance, Ooh, which is absolutely sure. what they're doing. <laughs> That's This is the outfit that they wear toward the end of the book when like, the, you know, every Sweet Valley book does have to have some kind of big party or dance. And this book is no different. It is a big square dance because that's what people do in middle America. Makes sense. Makes sense. The gladiators, as we call our listeners, uh, may be wondering, like, who are Uncle Herman and Aunt Shirley? Why on earth are Jessica and Elizabeth in front of a field? Um, Well, as was alluded to in the intro to the show, they are in Kansas. We find out, like, right at the beginning. What did you think of the first chapter of the book? The first chapter, well, they're just, we find out they're going to Walkersville. And (laughs) I was like, I I first Googled Walkersville. Is it a real place? No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Walkersville, Kansas. And they're like... Well, Elizabeth is excited about it, and Jessica is jealous. She packed a lot. She packed a lot of outfits to go to Walkersville. And I had I just had a really hard time fathoming how big this town was. The town of Walkersville? Yeah. 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 I mean, and Jessica's not too psyched about going to Walkersville, Kansas, which I have to say is a very relatable reaction to spending your spring break with your... Because this is one of these spring break books where it happens outside of school so they can go on a trip. So spending that in a small town in Kansas with your elderly great aunt and uncle does not sound like a super great fun way, whether you're a Jessica or an Elizabeth, to spend your spring break. Ten days is a very long time when you think about it. Also, ten days spring break, like, wow. I wish I had a spring break. But. Yeah, I think, what do we get, like, an eight-day spring break, right? Because you get, or eight, nine, oh, or seven, eight, nine. I guess you get nine days if you count both weekends. But that's not what's happened. They just, no. I don't know, they just had an extra long spring break, and it we, goes right to the mystery time zone of the Sweet Valley books, because they've had several other spring breaks, and when this spring break is over, they're going to go back, and it's going to be junior year again. So. Okay, it's junior year again. Okay. So you got to ask, like, does this, does this exist in a universe where Elizabeth and Jessica never went to France like they did oh. in a book. Actually, Kat, our, our former yes, roommate yes, Kat, yes. was my guest for that one. Also of She of the first ever episode of the podcast. Uh, but Elizabeth is, of course, excited because she's Elizabeth. And she 
wants to learn what it's like. Actually, there's a passage here that I can read. I love it. Okay, so this is when Elizabeth and Jessica have landed in Walkersville and they're, whatever, whatever airport they flew into, we don't unknown, know. Unknown. Unknown. Their aunt and uncle are driving them. This is their great aunt and uncle. They just, they clarify that at some point. They're more like grandparent age. All right. <laughs> the early spring fields stretched around them on all sides, a soft celery color. Here and there, groups of cattle grazed together in pastures. The blue of the sky was soft and luminous. The landscape was so peaceful and lovely, Elizabeth thought she knew then what her mother meant about the magic of that part of the country. I'm so glad we've come, she said impulsively. (laughs) Jessica nodded, round-eyed. Me too, she said. So Jessica also entranced by the beauty of the landscape. Well, sit back and enjoy the scenery, their uncle suggested, because we've got a long ride ahead to Walkersville. To Elizabeth, though, it seemed that the next hour flew by. There was so much to catch up on. Though their uncle and aunt did correspond frequently by phone and letter, there was really no substitute for a visit. Uh, just uh, as long as we're reading, I'll just add that aunt and uncle are asking the, the girls a lot about their lives. Aunt, aunt Shirley says, what about you girls? You must be too young to be worrying about boyfriends, Mrs. Walker said from the front seat. The twins exchanged looks. Well, actually, there is a guy who's a special friend of mine back home, Elizabeth said slowly. His name is Jeffrey French, and he's... She stopped and looked uncertainly at Jessica. Would her aunt and uncle understand how she felt about Jeffrey? It didn't seem likely. Her aunt was looking at her with a bemused expression on her face. But aren't you a little young to get serious about any one boy? Her aunt pressed her. Surely, her husband said reprovingly. Anyway, and Aunt Shirley's all like, oh, we're just old fuddy-duddies. Things are a lot different in California than they were when we were raising children your mother's age here in little old Kansas. You know, it's that's the vibe. Oh, yeah, that's totally, totally the vibe that uh, she's lying down there. So I know the reason that this passage stood out to me was that I, as a young girl, every year was on... was drove to from <laughs> as a young girl my family always took an annual road trip at the holidays pretty much every year from the midwest but like chicago area through um either kansas or oklahoma um to new mexico mm-hmm. so we're driving right through the middle of the country and um with all due respect to any Kansans listening <laughs> and not that oklahoma was so much more exciting but the drive through the highways of like rural Kansas was I would just hope that we would go the other way because it was just mind numbingly boring. <laughs> so, so like just a lot of corn, a lot of fields. Yeah. Just a lot of it's very imagine. flat. I mean you're going through Illinois, Missouri, you know, into through through the middle of the country and there's plenty of wonderful things there, but the drive down the highway is not really a super selling point. Although one difference between me and these girls is that I was living in the Midwest. So it was just more and more and more Midwest. Whereas for them, coming from California, they we're seeing something that was novel to them. Brand new. Lots of fields. Lots of fields. But then you are from California. Yes. Well, have you ever driven through a, I, a Midwestern I field? I have. I've, 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 it reminds me of South Dakota, which isn't, it's not the Midwest, but just. No, the, not quite the, anymore. The, the, I just remember the wide open, the plains. I just think of the plains. I think yeah. I drove through Kansas, like the tiniest 
itty, like tiny bit of Kansas um, on the way there. But um, yeah, I've never always kind of wanted to go to Kansas, but now now I took just a, a <laughs> book journey there. Aw, that's sweet. Okay, so I'm, I was already pre-jaded by my Midwesternness um, to uh, be already bored uh, in a way that the twins were not. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that Jessica was jealous. That's a reference to she's talking about how Lila gets to go to Rome or something like that. Um, but that's that's it. Like that's all of the Sweet Valley that this book even has. Like then they go to Walkersville, and that's where they are, and the whole story unfolds there. And that was the big thing that I was warning you about. Uh, yes. Like this like, is going to be different. There's none of the home characters. No, I don't. I don't know them. But now I don't know them still. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to have you do a regular one. I have a feeling we can make that happen. <laughs> I'm in. Um, so, did you notice that, uh, that it didn't actually play that big of a part, but Uncle Herman mm-hmm. was the mayor yes. of Walkersville? Yes, it really didn't play that much big of a part at all. Like, I, I would forget that he was the mayor, and then it would come up again. But he also owned the general store called... What, was it called Walk the Walker, or was it just called Walker? Or I think like it was called Walkers. Walkers, that makes sense. Yes, yes. Because their last name is Walker, yes. and the town is called Walkersville. <laughs> so this is like their town, which you'd think the book would make a bigger deal. That's true. <laughs> like, who founded this town? Was it founded by the Walkers? I mean, it makes sense. Oh, and I have to wonder if this book was ghostwritten by the same person who ghost wrote the uh, super thriller that I read with my dad uh, last time, Double Jeopardy. Because once again, like. <laughs> They're hanging a lampshade on how uh, they can't think of any more interesting last names for people because she points out that Stephen is dating Kara Walker. And it's like, oh, it's the same last name as you guys. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I wonder if they're distant cousins. No, they don't say that in the book. But. Oh, I guess I didn't, hadn't thought about that. So are these books ghostwritten mostly or? They are, and yes. How did you find out? I mean, just in general, you just know that or like? How did I find out? I don't know. Okay. These books were coming out once a month. They were, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's really hard to sustain that level. Yeah, yeah. So you have a bunch of different people that okay. are working on them. Makes and sense. Francine Makes Pascal, sense. the yeah. creator, has this big, like, Bible and is the ultimate, like, arbiter of what what is going to happen in them. But she's almost like the the Anna Wintour or something. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Like, she has, the, she wrote, wrote, like, generally what would happen in this book, and then someone else wrote it. Like, yeah, and all the character bios and, okay. and things like that. That's my understanding of it. Um, I know that there is a lot of information out there, and there are some people that I could probably talk to that could tell me even more about how it really worked. But part of me has always been a little bit hesitant to look too closely because it's like, how much do I really want to know about how how the sausage is made? (laughs) Because you enjoy it, and yes. I'm going to keep eating that Sweet Valley sausage. Yeah. (laughs) Guilt-free. So they're in Walkersville, and... I don't know, it wasn't immediately clear to me reading this book, like, what was going to happen, like, what the book was going to be about. Yeah, well, I I certainly didn't know. This was all a surprise to me. But I also, I just really had a hard time. So Walkerville had, like, a main street with with the Walkers, the general store. It says it has a movie theater. But, like, I, I had a hard time understanding how big this this town was. Like, it, I wish they would have told us the population. <laughs> it's a very, like, folksy small town. Yeah. And the book even trades a lot in, like, trying to compare it to something from a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, it's its own self-sustaining little town. And it's very, like, 1950s to the point that it's almost like the people writing it 
didn't know that it was the 80s and just thought that nothing had changed in the Midwest since the 50s. Like, okay. Because there's an old timey soda fountain that the girls mm-hmm. get jobs at, which we'll get to. Um, there is the movie theater, like you said, there's the dime store. One of the funny things about how like quaint and small towny walkersville is is that jessica has brought like you said she's brought these many suitcases so she's got these crazy outfits in fact actually this passage addresses that very thing what an adorable town jessica cried one thing was certain she loved main street it was a little like being in a time warp everything looked slightly out of date as if time had frozen and things remained exactly as they were 10 years earlier the styles in the clothing stores were out of date and Jessica, always ahead of fashion, even in stylish Sweet Valley, couldn't help feeling a little bit like a movie star as they walked down the street. She could tell people were gaping at her and Elizabeth. And why not, she thought immodestly. She knew she stood out in her tight black stirrup pants, bright raspberry t-shirt, and black man-tailored jacket she was wearing. Her pointy black sunglasses completed the look, though her aunt looked pained when she put them on. Jessica, dear... Don't you think those sunglasses are a little, uh, a little, aren't they outrageous? Jessica filled in for her, digging around in her purse for some chewing gum. She found a pack and offered it around, much to Elizabeth's amusement. No, thank you, her aunt and uncle said, giving each other startled looks. So, like, even the chewing gum. (laughs) chewing gum. Is that what she wore on the plane? That's what she wore on the plane. Yeah, yeah. That seems so uncomfortable for air travel. <laughs> I don't know. Black stirrup pants. I don't know. It doesn't seem so doesn't, bad. Okay, it's the not that bad. The pointy sunglasses like, are the funniest part I to me. I feel like comfort is key. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, you know, that's... I feel like that's kind of a novel notion. Like, for a long time, you got dressed up to that's fly true. on an airplane because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. such a special occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was still true in the 80s. But as the book just said itself, we're frozen in time. We're frozen in time. We're frozen in time. This place. It's rare that the books admit it, but here's, here is it admitting it. I'm picturing um, Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. You know? I totally see that. That's what I see now. Yeah. Like that yeah. little... Like the, that size. That town square that's like the centerpiece for our, all those movies. Yeah. Okay. I see that park. So may- that's however big that town is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So early on, we get a glimpse, finally, of what is going to be the big excitement. I'm just laughing, because I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm just so excited. Yeah. Well, is that how you fun. felt when you when you read about well, what... when the- I read it, I was like... I also... They were so excited to see boys that I was just like... When, when they saw... They saw they saw Dennis. We don't know it's Dennis. There's a boy yet. named Dennis, There's yes. There's a boy named Dennis. Mm-hmm. They saw... The, the Jessica saw Dennis across the street, and she was just like, wanted to go talk to him. So I just can't imagine being that boy crazy. Yeah. To be like, hey, I'm only here for 10 days, but I see something I like. And she immediately mm-hmm. gets in trouble for it, actually. Yes, like, yes. just being Jessica and, like, standing with boys looking at her, draws the ire of some chick who comes up with her little girlfriend and is oh. like, come on, Dennis, we're leaving, you know? <laughs> Annie Sue. And, and that we find out is Annie Sue. Um, Annie Sue, what's her last name? Stewart? Is it Stewart? Um, yeah, that seems right. I didn't even realize her last name until the end. And then, like, they said, like, everyone knows this is Annie Sue. Was it? Did I know? But anyway, the big excitement, the carnival is coming to town. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) this was interesting because, like, the aunt and uncle don't 
think it's really that great shakes, but Jessica and Elizabeth are super excited about it. They are so, I I love how excited they are, but. (laughs) Mr. Walker is reading the paper. Girls, you're in luck, he declared. The carnival will be in town for the next week. Carnival, Elizabeth and Jessica said, raising their eyebrows at each other. Mr. Walker nodded, still scanning the Sunday paper. It's right here in the paper, he said, smiling. I knew it was going to be coming, but I wanted it to be a surprise for you. I don't know what voice this is that I'm doing, but whatever. I didn't practice beforehand, so this is just what came out. (laughs) The carnival will be in town for a week, starting today at five o'clock. Today? Jessica exclaimed. That's wonderful! Their aunt laughed at the excited looks on their faces, much like we're laughing right now. It doesn't take long for you girls to get caught up in Walkersville traditions, she said affectionately. The carnival is fun, but don't get your hopes up too high, she added. It's just a small town carnival. Nothing elaborate. Oh my gosh. Okay, I gotta keep reading because this is the reason I... I hope it's the reason that I'm thinking. (laughs) But the twins didn't hear her. They were too excited. A carnival! Can we go tonight? Jessica asked, jumping up from the breakfast table. She was already imagining how great she would look, strolling casually up to the first tent. All the guys would faint when they saw her in her new jumpsuit with the rhinestone studs. She had never been to a real carnival before, and she was sure it would be fantastic. So she's really excited about wearing her I, I studded thought you were going jumpsuit. To read, uh, that part's very important, but I thought you were going to read the part when they described carnies. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that part. So, uh... It doesn't come up just yet, but oh, yes. so we've all, like, I guess it's important to note, like, as we've alluded to, the boys of Walkersville have somehow become, like, off limits to Jessica and Elizabeth. Because of Annie Sue. Because of Annie Sue. And they're getting lots of cold shoulder from all of the girls in town. And the their, their aunt and uncle, I, like keep saying how great Annie Sue is at the same time. Yeah. They're like, Annie Sue is the best. You guys are going to be such good friends. And it is not going that way. No, not at all. Um, so Jessica, I have to say, does wear this ridiculous jumpsuit to the carnival. And it is every... Aunt Shirley doesn't know what to do with herself. She's beside herself about it. But she she goes with it like, okay, if that's what you want to wear. I can't imagine. Like, I mean, just like wanting to wear this like outfit to something where it clearly doesn't fit in to what like yeah like it's just it's too it's too much for this small town why yeah i mean i think that's jessica's feeling a little bit too right like she gets there and it's kind of like this is not quite as much as i was hoping for plus they can't socialize really oh and and their aunt and uncle are like trying to stick to them like glue they cannot shake them mm-hmm. Um, and these girls are not used to being kept on the short of a leash. And it's, I thought it was pretty clear. Like, before I say what I think, like, what did you think of their aunt and uncle's protectiveness? Like, what did you think that was about? I, I thought that, it, obviously, it's a small town. I'm not sure why they were so protective of them in this small town where everything seemed really safe. But then also, their aunt and uncle didn't plan anything for them to do. Yeah. So, like, they were just supposed to sit there all day and not do anything. I mean, it's they drove at least an hour from the airport. So, I mean, there, ha- they, there has to be something within an hour yeah. that's cool. Like, I, I hate... There has to be, like, a... I don't know, something for them to do. The activities are, are solely, like, yes. you can work at the ice cream shop. Yes. Which they do mm-hmm. a few times. And you can... Oh, you can go to this carnival. 
And, like, you'll make friends with the local kids. And we learn that Aunt Shirley has been talking up the fact that these her beautiful grandnieces are coming to town from California for a long time. And that this has built up uh, a certain resentment in the local girls. Um, and that's what that's what the cold shoulder is all about. And they suspect that. It, it's a while before that's confirmed. It's not till the end of the book. But getting back to the carnival, um, I guess I just kind of... I'm thinking that it is all about boys. Like, it's all about protecting these girls and protecting their reputations. Like... That's true. Yeah. Like in Bridgerton or something, where it's like, (laughs) oh, we can't let you be seen alone with a strange man at night, you know? Uh, Of course, this is in broad daylight. So Jessica, like, schemes to get them... This is how I'm recalling, so correct me if I'm wrong, because you read this more recently, but Jessica schemes to, like, break them away from their aunt and uncle and then, like, from a Ferris wheel or something, she spots this cute boy mm-hmm. who's down yes. by the horses. Yes. And this is that, Alex. That is correct. And then she, um, they both go over to see Alex. And then Annie Sue comes over with Dennis. Yes. So, like, I thought this was so weird. Like, it's not just that Annie Sue dislikes Jessica and Elizabeth and is afraid of them stealing her boyfriend. But when they're going to talk to some other boy, Annie Sue doesn't want that to happen either. She's got to insert herself in that. So cruel. Like later on, I like she like it seems like she's going to physically hurt them, like in a really bad way. We'll get there. But (laughs) like I was like get there soon. Um okay, here's the part where so this boy Alex is a cute older boy. He's like a college boy. Do you remember other things about him? Well, I just remember he was in college, and I just can't imagine, like, when you're in college, he was not a freshman. It was, it was, um, it was like a, no, it's spring break, so it was, I just He's in college somewhere in Kansas City, I think. Yeah, but just to think about, as a college student, like, going out with a 16-year-old seems like... And it's, like, important to note that the book and the characters find it important to dis- make the distinction that while he is a technically a carny, <laughs> he's he, it's okay because he is a college student. Mm-hmm. And, like, his father owns the horses and they, they like, go around from carnival. Or owns the carnival. He owns the whole carnival. Ar- yeah. So he's, like, the king of the carnies. He's the king of the carnies. <laughs> he's the prince yes. of the carnies. So he's okay. <laughs> Um, but there's this horse whose name is Midnight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is also an important a subject here. Um, oh, this is cute. So Dennis walks up to Jessica and asks if this rhinestones on her jumpsuit <laughs> are diamonds. And Annie Sue is like, you fucking idiot. Of course not. An uncomfortable silence followed. Jessica was trying to decide whether it would be better to let Annie Sue have it or try to seem cool and unruffled in front of Alex. He was so cute, she thought. She decided to let Annie Sue's comment pass. My name's Annie Sue, the girl told Alex, who smiled politely, introduced himself to her and Dennis, and tried to turn back to the twins to resume their conversation. But there was no stopping Annie Sue. She wanted to know all about Alex, his job, his association with the carnival, his courses at school, his interest in horses. She seemed fixated on the subject of horses, and when her lengthy description of her own expertise in the saddle didn't seem to hold anyone's attention, she proceeded to clamber up onto the fence, then lean forward to pat the jet-black stallion tethered by himself near the stable. Hey, Alex cried, seeing what she was doing. He jumped over to hold the horse by its bridle. 
Don't touch Midnight, he said sternly. <laughs> He's not completely broken yet. He's really not ready to be ridden or touched by a stranger. That's Annie Sue's just Annie like, Sue I'm going to touch your horse. Like, just, she is what, there with her boyfriend. Why Why does she need to obtain yeah. Alex, too? It seems like she's gathering intel. And also she yeah. wants to, like, prove that she's the best horse girl. Uh, and there's a funny thing about how, like, Elizabeth is interested in horses, but Jessica is not really. This seems like it's doing some kind of trying to square itself with some stuff that happens in the Sweet Valley Twins series, because there's a references to when they were younger, like things that happen when they're, in, like, in middle school. Yeah, it's, it's well, I mean, it's, it's all interested in knowing what's to come. Right. <laughs> So then um, Alex uh, asks um, Jessica if she wants to meet later. Oh, oh we find out that Alex has a twin a as twin, well. Brad. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah, he's busy with stuff and he's not he's not as quite as into horses. He's more of like a he's l- less of like a working with like salt of the earth, like working with your hands kind of guy and more of a thoughtful, like studious fellow. Did, did the twins meet a lot of other twins in the books? No. Really? <laughs> there were some kids that were twins that they were, like, caring for once. I really struggle to think of any other twins that they've met in the series so far, and it's been 50 books. Wow. So they were really excited to meet twins, and it's a cool plot point. Like, I was excited for them to meet twins. Yeah. And uh, Jessica, as soon as she hears how studious Brad is, is sort of, like, looking at Elizabeth like, oh, that sounds like your guy. And Elizabeth, of course, is like, I have a boyfriend. But, yeah, you know... Jessica's trying to hook them up with these twins. Carney twins. Brad asks, or no, sorry, Alex, Alex, Alex asks Jessica to meet him later. An easy mistake to make. <laughs> to meet him later at 10.30 p.m. to for a, a horseback riding lesson. Yeah. And Jessica knows that there's no way her aunt and uncle are going to let her leave the house that late. Um, by for any reason, <laughs> not alone to go meet a new boy who's like an older boy. A carny, yeah. <laughs> and a carny, no less, yeah. So, uh, Gladiators, just to be clear, when we are making fun of the of the carny thing, it has no actual disrespect to real life carnies. It's just ridiculous ha- and hilarious how much of a big deal the book makes out of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, it, um... <laughs> there's nothing wrong with having a job. Okay, whatever job it is. No, no, it's just that their aunt and uncle is like, we don't think you should be hanging out with carnies. Yeah, and furthermore, like, Mm -hmm. the the aunt and uncle will barely let the girls leave the house by themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to take them everywhere. Like, they suggest, like, oh, maybe we can go for a walk. And the aunt and uncle are like, oh, great, we'll come with you. And the girls are like, what is this world? They're, They're feeling very oppressed. Yeah. Just to give you a sense of the stakes of the of the aunt and uncle finding out, this is what happens when Jessica says that she was going to go back to the carnival. I met a nice guy there tonight, and I'm supposed to meet him when the carnival shuts down. You met? Aunt Shirley turned white. Herman, she said weakly, clutching <laughs> her heart. My pills! Mr. Walker jumped up and fished around in a little wooden box on the coffee table. Here you go, he said, bringing her a glass of water and handing her a small white tablet. Your aunt mustn't be excited, he said sternly, looking at Jessica with disapproval. Now, Jessica, what's this about meeting someone at the carnival? Jessica looked at her aunt with dismay. He isn't, I mean, he's not a carny, Aunt Shirley, honestly. He's a really nice guy. And we weren't going to do anything wrong. I was just going to walk up to the carnival. And Aunt Shirley says... 
I know your uncle and I must seem like old fuddy-duddies compared to your parents, but Walkersville isn't Sweet Valley. Certain things just aren't accepted here. For your own good, I have to tell you that it's out of the question for you to go back to that carnival unescorted at this hour, in the pitch dark. So that's that's what we're working with there. So Jessica, like, makes up that she she pretend, basically starts pretending that she is really tired and is going to hit the sack at, like, you know, 9.30 every night, 10 o'clock. Pretty early, pretty early. Yeah. And is asking Elizabeth to then cover for her. Like, I couldn't tell if Elizabeth just, like, goes to bed, too, or what does Elizabeth... Elizabeth must be staying up later, because what happens is that Aunt Shirley starts to get really worried about Jessica's tiredness. (laughs) And this is, like, a major, uh, like, conflict drama of the book, is that Shirley, Aunt Shirley, thinks that Jessica might be seriously ill and is going to call their parents, and then Jessica and Elizabeth are both going to be in big trouble, Elizabeth for covering for Jessica and Jessica for sneaking out. So Elizabeth continuously has to make up excuses. Do you remember what excuses she makes up for Jessica's tiredness? Um, her tiredness. I don't remember her excuses. What I remember, the first one was that... She, Jessica has had a really hard semester. Like, okay. she's been cheerleading a lot, and she was just, oh, like, yes, exhausted. The cheerleading one. Then, Jessica might be depressed. Oh. And when Shirley almost, like, catches Jessica not being there, comes into the room the girls are sharing, um, Elizabeth says that Jessica's in the bathroom, and it's like, listen, if you leave us alone, maybe I can talk to her, and she'll open up to me about how she's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so that, at that point, Elizabeth's getting really pissed off. Yeah, rightfully so. This is elaborate. Yeah. And um, Jessica, meanwhile, is just having these, like, hour-long horse riding lessons. Yes, with Alex. And he just was like, hey, this horse is not broken and wild. Why don't you ride this yeah. horse? Which is crazy. You should never. I used to ride horses. Like, you would never put someone who didn't know how to ride on a horse that's not broken. (laughs) If you're not, if you're worried about, like, that's not. He says something about, oh, you don't know any bad habits yet. But you wouldn't know any habits at all. He tells her something, yeah, like, he, also that he was exaggerating with Annie Sue. But why? (laughs) He does not explain that. Um, but Jessica's falling in love with Alex, and she's also encouraging um, Elizabeth to go out with Brad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They really want to go on a double date, but they haven't been able to make that happen yet. And Elizabeth does start seeing Brad. Yeah. And there's... Let me see if I can find... I Well, you can talk about that a well, little bit. He, they, they meet, I think, uh, in the in the middle of the day in town, and they they really bond. Oh, he writes poetry. Yeah. He's really into poetry, and, like, they have a lot in common, and they went on a long walk, and it was great. And then Elizabeth felt very guilty for not cheating on her boyfriend, Jeffrey, but... Like, you know, wanting to <laughs> and being attracted to Brad. Yeah. This passage I'm going to read kind of elaborates on on some of those things. So Elizabeth is going to meet Brad, but she sees Alex standing by the... Who she thinks is Alex, standing oh. by the corral. And when she calls him Alex, he's like, oh, no, I'm Brad. Um, 
So <laughs> Alex sends his apologies and asks Brad if he could come, because they were supposed to both be there. I see, I see. Okay. Our schedules are totally opposite, and he was afraid we'd never get a chance to get together otherwise. We meaning Brad and Elizabeth. Elizabeth smiled back. You two sure do look alike, she observed. She blushed and glanced away. What a dumb thing for a twin to say, right? People are always saying that to Jessica and me, and I've always thought it sounded pretty silly. (laughs) Well, you're right, Brad said, resting his arms against the gate of the corral. We do look alike, he thought for a moment, then chuckled. Though we sure don't act alike. The course I'm taking in psychology now at school says that's called compensation. You make up for similarities in appearance by reinforcing differences in character. Really? That's exactly like Jessica and me, Elizabeth exclaimed. It isn't easy being a twin sometimes, is it? It isn't. Brad agreed with a smile. Anyway, so they go on and Elizabeth is starting to feel a little nervous, like you were saying. He said that he he says that he loves writing. Brad tells her... Um, Sometimes I think I'll be able to capture how beautiful this country is in poetry, but I know that I've never gotten close. Elizabeth nodded gravely. I feel that way too, she said softly. Brad's eyes fastened on hers and she could feel herself reddening. He was so good looking and so different from his brother. He seemed much shyer, much more withdrawn and so much more sensitive. Yeah, and then there's like, they go for these walks and Elizabeth finds herself thinking that maybe she's into him. She feels guilty about it. And then she like comes home and Jeffrey's called and she's kind of like, you know what? I like Jeffrey. I don't want to get into anything with this guy. Like we'll just be friends. So instead of having both twins pursue one of these Carney twins, it's more like Elizabeth just wants to be friends with Brad. Yeah. But she's still like, she still has at the beginning, she still is into him. She just, uh, she feels guilty for liking. Yeah. yeah. Um, they go on that long. They go on that long hike. <laughs> yeah, they go on a long hike, and he like puts his arm around her or something, and she's just like trying to figure out how she feels about it. Yeah. It's relatable. Yeah. <laughs> so around this time, I think is when they have the thing at Annie Sue's house, uh, at Annie Sue's grandma's yes. house. Yes. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they get all the, um, their, her, Annie Sue's grandma, who is her aunt's, uh, or the twin's aunt's friend, to get Annie Sue and all the their her friends to come over for a big lunch. Yeah, and they've invited house. the Wakefield twins. It's like yes. the whole thing is supposed to be to, like, welcome them to town. It's kind of weird, right? They're only going to be there for 10 yes, days. Yes, they're only there for 10 days. I don't know why this would be necessary. <laughs> but it's like a social engagement that, that that also is like the kind of 50s, 50s is 1950s-ization of, of this Kansas town that the book engages in. And when they get there, Mrs. Sawyer is like, they is so sweet. The grandma, they love her. They think she's so nice. And then there's like a bratty little sister. And Mrs. Sawyer is like, well, those girls should be here any minute. They're late. I don't know why they're late. And, well, we'll have this little one give, take you on a tour. Yeah. Of the and, farm. And then, um, so they, um, she, the little sister takes them to um, milk the cows. And that's, they, like, she they has her milk one of the cow that is clearly temperamental. And the cow could kick them. And seriously hurt them. Yeah. Like, that would, that would, like, a cow kick would be very, yeah. very bad. That's like... This is not an innocent no, prank. No, that this is, is not an like, innocent prank. End up in the hospital. Yes. 
Um, I was surprised. And the and the twins are canny enough that they they catch on really quick that this girl was set up to torture them. It helps that while Aunt Shirley doesn't realize it, these girls know that Annie Sue hates them. Annie Sue has basically told them yes. flat out that that she doesn't like them. She stopped by one day when they were working at the oh, uh, yes <laughs> the um the, the Walker's soda the soda fountain yeah that was um the soda fountain has burgers and um I guess I got this as like, they had milkshakes burgers yeah. and hot dogs but then also they have they're trained for like ten minutes yeah on all these all the dishes yeah. That, <laughs> they are there. And then they're just expected to yeah, serve everybody. They, they're supposed to serve raw meat. <laughs> Doesn't seem like they have food handlers permits. <laughs> no, it was definitely, they were in over their heads. Yeah. But it put them in the right place to have a few key encounters. Yes, that's true. Um, and so they're, they're already kind of suspect that this whole thing is some kind of a trap. And they're mm-hmm. right. And, and the big diss, other than being tortured by this little girl... Uh, is that Annie Sue and her friends never show up. That's just so cruel to her grandmother. Yes! Like, she didn't even... I mean, she didn't even offer an excuse. She never even told her grandma that they weren't coming. They no. just never showed. No, no. Um, and when she apologizes at the end of the book, she even says something about how her grandmother has she's never been able to explain it away <laughs> all the all the calls she's made to her grandma um so we've got the pieces in in play here right we've got Alex and Brad the Elizabeth and Jessica are both kind of like secretly seeing these twins we've got Annie Sue super jealous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and characters. Elizabeth and Jessica bartering about how much they're going to keep secrets from their aunt and uncle um, Jessica is suspected of having some kind of sleep disorder. <laughs> so, um, they talk about how they want to leave the house, uh, one day to meet some friends and they don't want their aunt and uncle to come along, <laughs> which is what they keep proposing. Elizabeth says, I'm meeting a new friend in town. Really? Mrs. Walker's face brightened. Annie Sue or one of her friends? I'm not doing the voice I made up for Mrs. Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Mrs. Walker's face brightened. Annie Sue or one of her friends? I was sure she'd thaw sooner or later. Elizabeth shook her head slowly. No, not Annie Sue. It's a guy, actually. His name is Brad Parker. His father owns the carnival, as a matter of fact. He's just down here for a week. He's a freshman in college in Kansas oh, City. Okay. Mrs. Walker frowned. Liz, I thought you and I understood each other about carnival boys. She looked distraught. Your mother would never forgive me if she thought I was letting you girls run around with that kind of fellow. Elizabeth colored. Much to her credit. What kind? Brad's a perfectly nice guy, she protested. Aunt Shirley, I know how you feel about protecting us, but Brad is really sweet. And he's in college and everything. He isn't even working at the carnival. His father owns it. Aunt Shirley shook her head, distressed. Your uncle and I don't even know him, she pointed out. Can't you bring him back to the house and give us a chance to meet him? Elizabeth sighed. She didn't know how to tell her aunt that inviting a guy over to meet your family was a big deal. If that it wasn't a thing you'd do before you barely even gone on a first date. She barely knew Brad. How could she ask him over to meet her aunt and uncle? Then she starts talking about Jeffrey and... So, Aunt Shirley's freaking out. 
She does not. She is not pleased that 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 that's happening at all. No. Um, it's around this time that they start noticing that all of the girls in town are wearing headbands. I had to Google what type of headband that was. Uh, the the bandeau style was that oh, like a bandeau a headband? Bandos, yeah. <laughs> Just like a stretchy like yeah, fabric like, headband, I think I, but like. I wasn't familiar. It was so funny to think about that, like the headbands were such a fashion-forward thing that the <laughs> that these the Wakefields like introduced headbands to the girls of Kansas, and gradually more and more girls start wearing them. Yeah, it's very very popular. Yeah. This becomes important once Annie Sue, uh, like the the big like a crux of the story, a turning point is when um, Jessica sneaks out. She's really on thin ice now, because the whole, like, her maybe being depressed, and well, maybe they're going to call the parents. And she wasn't going to go out with Alex again, but then they kissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's out meeting him somewhere in town, because she's been riding her bike to town, and then they've been, like, walking together. And even though it's, like, super late at night, somehow Annie Sue is out on the town, too. Um, yeah, I was you. like, "How is Annie Sue allowed to go out?" It's like it's like eleven p.m. Like, why right. is why is Annie Sue at the carnival? Isn't it closed at this? Yeah, point? well, they were back. I was confused about this too, so I went back oh, and looked at okay. it again. And they were like in town. Like Annie oh. Sue spots them by the bike racks because mm-hmm. Alex has like walked Jessica back to get her bike. Okay, okay. Is this what is this? Does does Jessica think she's in love at this point? I'm sure that she does. Yeah. Okay. So this, she wouldn't miss okay. hanging out with Alex for anything. I feel. I feel like does Jessica fall in love a lot in these books? Yeah, I mean she falls in this kind of like short-lived love where she's like, I love this boy. And but usually once she like catches them, she's not that interested anymore. Oh. That's... Um I, I get the sense she falls in love really, yeah. really like fast. But I guess it should be said that everybody falls in love in these books a lot. <laughs> okay, okay, my bad, my bad. Does Elizabeth fall in love a lot in these I books? I mean, she's always like... got a steady boyfriend, okay, but she okay. loves her steady boyfriend. Okay, okay, but it's like, it is it, has it been Jeffrey, like, a lot? Or... Uh, well, no, it was Todd for okay. a long time, and okay. then Todd moved away, and that's why they broke up, and okay. then Jeffrey came to town, and as soon as he got there, they started dating, so. Okay, okay, well, I mean, that's, that's not bad, I, I guess... She's a serial monogamist. Okay, yeah, but she, <laughs> met, she met she met this this uh, Jeffrey right after Todd left. Got it. Yeah, pretty much. There were a couple books in between. Okay, she was <laughs> single. For, Elizabeth was single. For two yeah, books. yeah. So um, it's much something that Jessica is always giving Elizabeth a hard time about because she thinks that J- Elizabeth should be out like playing the field. Okay, um, kind of like Shirley and Herman were saying at the beginning. You girls are too young to so you be know. tied down. Yeah. yeah. But with a little bit of a different yeah, tinge because, to like, it. She was, don't be tied down, but don't go out with anyone. So. <laughs> yeah. But what happens by the bike rack is that Annie Sue sees them. And then, like, the next day, Annie Sue is in full blackmail mode. Yeah. She's so cruel. She tells Jessica that if Jessica doesn't do whatever Annie Sue wants, Annie Sue's going to tell her aunt and uncle about Alex. Um, and... The implication here, and and Uncle Herman has kind of laid this out already, is that, you know, he's the mayor of the town, and, like, how wouldn't it look bad if the mayor's nieces were sneaking around with these carnival boys? (laughs) These carnies, Behind their back, doing God knows what, Mm -hmm. late at night, you know? Yeah. That's the implication here, is that it's not just that Jessica would get in trouble, it's that 
what you wouldn't want people knowing about this. Yes, it's going. It's going to hurt her entire family. It's not even. It's not even. It's not about her. It's very like mafia. Yes, it's about her aunt and uncle. And, like yeah. you don't want people to know that you've been going out. Yeah. You're the mayor's niece, no yeah. doubt. I'm gonna ruin you. Yeah. This town's yeah, not even be called Walkersville yeah, when I'm through with yeah. you. Stewartville. And the <laughs> maybe there is some kind of deep seated jealousy yeah. there. Yeah. Um, like the two, the two. These are the Fowlers and the Patmans of Walkersville. The Walkers and the Stewarts. Those are the big, rich families in Sweet Valley. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, Annie Sue basically makes Jessica give her shit. Yeah, all everything. Her sunglasses, yes. those sunglasses that the boys were admiring. Her headbands. Um, what else does she ask this, for? I am just. She asks for a necklace eventually. Yeah. um, And then she gets Elizabeth in on it, too. Yeah, Yeah. she approaches... Elizabeth flat out asks her, like, what's the deal? And Annie Sue doesn't answer. She's just, like, handed over a bitch. Yeah, she just doesn't even, like... She doesn't even want to engage. She's just so mean. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, her little sister tried to kill them, basically. Yeah, Like, oh, let's have this cow kick you. Yeah, if this had been written in a slightly different tone, this could have been a Sweet Valley High super thriller instead of just um, a super addition. Do people die in the super thrillers? Or Yes. Wow. But it's like new people die. Like oh. people you never heard of okay, before okay, die. Okay. They're like, I've been here the whole time. But. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Okay. Um, I feel like it's around this time that Elizabeth goes on a walk with Brad, um, where Brad... Uh, while she's away doing something, Brad hurts his hand. He gets mm-hmm. a, he injures his hand. Yes, um, pulling it's up a nail, a nail or something. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> Whatever. They move along. No big yeah. deal. There's blood. She gets a, a first aid kit. Elizabeth mm-hmm. is, and, and Brad says something like, "You're a very sweet girl." Yeah, and he they're like a diss when he said that. You're very sweet. Yeah. Like, well, maybe he's starting to get the sense that yeah, he's yeah. not getting anywhere yeah. with the, Elizabeth. Yeah. The new like drama in town. I mean, the new drama in the Wakefield twins life is that there's the square dance coming up. They're going to be going home soon. The square dance is like the last thing they're going to do. And they really want to be able to go with Alex and Brad. Was it a Sunday night? I don't know why that was important to me, but I it, think it was a Sunday night. Yeah. That there would have like a big party on a Sunday night. Eh, just like, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, I just like, seems like a Saturday night. Party. It does. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and the whole town is going to be there and it's a big deal. And uncle Herman and aunt Shirley are like, Oh, the four of us can go together. Which I understand is their last night, but at this, yes, I know. Yeah. And the twins really are trying to convince them, like, listen, we want to go with these boys. You can meet them first, even. Like, it'll be fine. Meet them together. But Uncle Herman and Aunt Shirley are basically going to forbid it. Yeah. Not a fan. And they're trying to figure out how they can break it to the boys. And then um, Jessica goes down to tell Alex what's up and like kind of see him for one last time and during the day she even arranges to see him during the day not on 10 30 at night crazy yeah it's all been like their work schedule is so busy so their respective work schedules so this is when she goes and meets him at the corral he's getting ready to sell sell midnight yeah to the the steward. Also, it's important to note that Midnight is a stallion, and it's most horses are not stallions, so it's very <laughs> unusual to like ever have a stallion, like to because they're all they're all fixed basically. What makes this, oh so a stallion makes it's a stallion because he can so, like, yeah. impregnate other horses. Yes, which is what you generally like a stud. Wouldn't, wouldn't want. Like as if you have a lot of horses. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. So maybe what? It, so you're thinking that maybe um, Mr. Stewart wants to breed more horses? Um, I don't know. I just they made a big deal about. It sounds more romantic to be like, oh, you know, just uh, yeah. like, like to add like, oh, I'm riding a stallion versus you're just right, like, yeah, gelding okay. or like just uh, sure. But it's just it's just unusual that anyone would ride a stallion in general, <laughs> just like because you don't encounter them, yeah. <laughs> Unless okay. you're uh, just that's I, very interesting. Um, now now I would have to. It's been a long time since I've ridden, but I've never ridden a stallion. Yeah, well, and midnight because, is. I mean, it is romantic. Like mid- midnight is literally a black stallion. Yes, and it's also most. It's I doubt he was black because most horses aren't black like it's very unusual <laughs> for a horse to be black he was whatever the author yes, told yes, us yes, he yes, was yes he was he was a yeah, yeah. but yeah it's an impossible horse very romantic horse well no wonder mr stewart wants to buy him so much for annie mm-hmm. sue yeah and for their horse collection or whatever <laughs> <Their> horse collection <laughs> <laughs> and uh alex is like okay jessica i'll be right back i just gotta run over for this lunch meeting with the buyer will you watch midnight for me because of course midnight and jessica have a real bond at this point why would you do this like this whole thing is like just <laughs> it's like very convoluted. it's just very convoluted but like why did he need to eat? it's just like oh he had someone that was supposed to like broker the deal for him mm-hmm. but like why is oh maybe his dad or something was gonna come and his dad couldn't come maybe he is his own dad like maybe the dad doesn't exist who maybe knows the dad doesn't not his to foreshadow dad. too much but um then, of course, right at this moment, in the, like, half hour that Jessica is, like, guarding midnight, yeah. Annie Sue walks up and is yeah. like, this is my horse now. My dad's buying him. Mm-hmm. So I get to do what I want with him. And she she basically, Jessica's like, no, Annie Sue, don't, wait, <laughs> stop, no. <laughs> yes, 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 very, like... But Annie Sue was on a mission. She was yeah. going to uh, now. Now thinking about it again, maybe maybe I don't know how common black horses are, but they're not as common as it is. But now I have okay. to Google it. To, it's to, okay. Just, I don't All right. Know so gladiators, like, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. What well, maybe the yes, horse could yes. be black? Yeah, it could be black. It could be black. <laughs> but uh, and it was black. Yeah. Because it's fiction. Mm-hmm. But yes. um, the <laughs> when Annie Sue just like jumps like bareback onto this horse and is like, wee, my horse now. Why would you do this? <laughs> like, you don't know this animal. Like, you shouldn't do that. Oh, I don't know why you would do it. But I do know that Midnight has a very bad reaction to this. Okay, she says, Don't tell me what to do, Miss High and Mighty. I've been riding horses since I was three. I know exactly how to handle it. Now get out of my way. And when she jumps on, he rears back because he's freaked out. Whoa, Annie Sue said ineffectually, pulling back even harder on the reins. Stop it, horse. Stop jerking around like that. Stop it, horse. (laughs) Um, Skipping ahead a little bit. It says, much as Jessica disliked Annie Sue, she didn't want to see her in real danger. And Jessica knew very well how dangerous Midnight could be if he became frightened. Annie Sue was beginning to turn pale. He's acting really weird, she exclaimed as Midnight (laughs) kept pulling his neck back and tossing it wildly, trying to free himself from the pressure on his mouth. Jessica's heart began to pound as her hand was torn loose from the bridle. Annie Sue was in danger, and Jessica had to figure out a way to get her off the horse and back on the ground. But how? If only Alex were here, she thought desperately, he'd know what to do. Annie Sue was beginning to cry a little. Her terror was infectious, and Jessica again wished desperately that Alex were there to help. But Alex wasn't there. So, and then some kind of crazy loud noise happens. The horse gets even more freaked out. And Jessica is, like, arranging herself to, like, jump on the horse and, like, 
calm it down or something. Get, I thought she got another horse somehow. Oh, she, gra- gets, she gets on, on a horse. Another yeah. Horse, which so I don't she know can get close enough to. From and like, <laughs> did she just grab, jump on the like? She didn't. She's ridden like let's let's. She's ridden four times. Yeah, but she's, she's really good. Four times. She's a natural because she didn't bring in any of her own yes, horse bullshit. Yes, yes she's a natural. <laughs> she just jumped on this other horse, and this other horse was cool going towards yeah. this freaked out horse. Yeah, which but, isn't a thing either. And, like, and she doesn't even save the day no. it's Alex who oh, yeah. com- who like has heard the kerfuffle and mm-hmm. is like running in and, and saves them but it's acknowledged that Jessica tried really hard to save Annie Sue yeah. even though Annie Sue has been like extorting her mm-hmm. um <laughs> literally yes for um the past like week <laughs> so uh then Annie Sue has a total change of heart and just what um back home with with Elizabeth and the aunt and uncle Somehow she finds out that that Jessica isn't there at the same oh, yeah. time. Yeah. And they are like, uh, and then Elizabeth tells them that Jessica is at the carnival. Yeah. And they, they rush over to the carnival just in time to see Jessica. Having save, had to save the day. Save yeah. the day. Yeah. And um, Alex also has comported himself very yes. well, has also saved the day. Saved the day. He's proved himself to be one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. And um, Annie Sue invites everybody over to her house for this, like, impromptu party. Mm-hmm. Um, and she apologizes. She tells Jessica she's going to give back everything she took. And she explains um, what her deal was. And I, I thought this could be another fun thing to read. The thing is, I've always been incredibly insecure, too. I've always felt like girls in town just like me because, I don't know why, I was afraid of you and Liz. She took a deep breath. The way your aunt and uncle talked about you, you know, making you sound so clever, so glamorous. I was convinced all the kids in town would think you two were the greatest. And I was jealous. And when I saw you talking to Dennis... I wasn't flirting with him, Jessica interrupted. I mean, I guess it kind of looked that way, but I was just... Well, Jessica totally that's wanted just to the, be flirting with him. That's what she says. She said, well, that's just the way I am with guys, I guess. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Annie Sue says, see, the way I saw it, you were flirting. But I guess I had expected or feared that. I assumed you and Elizabeth would both be really experienced with guys. Like <laughs> Alex. But, like, also, what, like, they were only there for ten days. Ten days. It's like she had this whole drama in her head that these girls were going to come to town and just, like, take over the town. Yes, yes. And ruin it forever, which, in a way, I guess they might have. But all the headbands. Yeah, the headbands now. That'll be lasting. Maybe jump, rhinestone jumpsuits will come in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's I'm still the most, the best part is coming. Yeah, yeah, the best part is coming. Well, go ahead. Well, they, um, well, at this party at Annie Sue's house, it, it's, it's, this is like a late party too. I remember it like started yeah. at 10, 10 p.m. Yeah. or something, like, very late for, for the yeah. aunt and uncle. Uh, then Elizabeth notices that Alex has a cut on his hand, just like Brad did. Yeah, and where is Brad anyway? Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> so Jessica asks Alex about the cut on his hand. Yes. And Elizabeth knows instantly what's happened. Yes. There is no Brad, There's you guys. No Brad. Did you see it coming, gladiators? Or and also, just as important, did you see it coming, Megan? I like well, actually when I when I jumped ahead because I, I, oh, I, I, okay. I looked ahead just, and I saw that there was no Brad because I, but because on the back it said there's like a secret that the twins had, or the 
the, the Alex and Brad have. The yeah. secret is there is no Brad. <laughs> that is so scummy. It's it like very scummy. Overwhelming. He wanted to date them both. He just wanted so... to see which one he liked better. And he has this whole when Elizabeth confronts him about it, he has this whole spiel. Yeah. About how he f- does feel like two different people. Oh come on, everyone feels like two I know. different Elizabeth people. Elizabeth was like, yeah, you don't have to be a twin to <laughs> yes. like, have your personality yes. split in half. Like I feel like that as one half of a twin. So it's such bullshit. Yeah. yeah. He thinks he really thinks he's such he he's so self-centered really when you think about it. Like <laughs> he genuinely tries to justify his actions. How could you ever justify the fact that like, oh yes, I pretended to be two people and we hung out a lot and and now but he claims to love Jessica. I don't know how you could possibly love her after they've known each other for like, like, yeah, like, like nine, nine days, eight days, probably. He couldn't. No. But that's okay. That's it's that's the thing that happens in Sweet Valley sometimes. Elizabeth tells Alex that she isn't going to be the one to tell his secret to Jessica, but she expects him to tell her. Yeah. And what's coming up is still the, the, still not the square dance. You know, the square dance is yet to come. And and as far as Jessica knows, they're going to be doing a double date. Yes. And um, <laughs> another note about this that I thought was really funny, just to put Brad the Brad a pin in the Brad thing for a second. Um, Annie Sue was just asking if we're planning to go to the square dance. She explained to Jessica. That's Elizabeth explained. That's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. What kind of stuff do people wear to it? She asked Annie Sue. That depends, Annie Sue said thoughtfully. Some people wear kind of traditional outfits, big full skirts and petticoats, really bright colors, bandanas and stuff. Other people just come in regular clothes. You can really wear whatever you like. Wow, Jessica said, her eyes lighting up. I'd sure love to find a gingham dress like you always see girls wearing in westerns. Annie Sue laughed. I've got about three dresses like that. Do you want to borrow one? Why does she have three of those I dresses? I guess if this town is always having square dances, you gotta have a you just gotta be traditional costume. Have you ever been to a square dance? I have been to a square dance, but not like a hoedowny kind of a square dance. Um, I have done a certain amount of like country, like contra dancing. Oh yes, it's I was called. gonna ask if it was contra dancing. Yeah. yeah, so that's what like New Englandy kind of country dance things and sometimes at those there's a square dance component that okay happens. that makes sense that makes sense sure okay, it's not it's not like it wasn't the end of a carnival was it no and it okay. wasn't like at a state fair <laughs> um that would be fun if it was at the, the end of a state fair that actually sounds real fun <laughs> well, to see if we can find ourselves a square dance yeah, and then you yeah. find a traditional costume somewhere yeah. those we'll have to make friends with a girl from kansas yeah it has multiple yeah their closets are full of them yeah um so, getting back to the square dance, okay. the next the next day, and Elizabeth is really surprised to learn that Jessica has spent a bunch of time that day with Alex, and is still operating under the impression that the four of them are going on a double date to that is just the square so dance. Scummy. What does Alex think is going to happen? Like, I don't how, know. Is, how is he ever like he he claims to love her, but like <laughs> he's really pushing it to the edge. Yeah. yeah. And he, Jessica is uh, surprised when Alex comes to the door alone uh, to pick up the two of them. And and even still, he's like, yeah, Brad got um, an intestinal distress. <laughs> that was it. That was yeah. what he said. Intestinal distress. 
personal distress. You're having some kind of stomach flu or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, well, it's just as well then that he couldn't come out. Uh, or that doesn't make sense. But that's basically what yeah. they say. <laughs> then the weirdest thing of all, I thought, of this whole book is that the, the comeuppance that Elizabeth tries to deliver yeah. to... This is the weirdest part like it's it, I mean there's a lot of weird parts but like I just her she has she talks to Annie Sue and tells Annie Sue that Brad doesn't exist and that Alex is pretending to be twins which would be like, like my mind would be blown if I was Annie Sue I'd be like what this man even, pretended yeah. to be two that's crazy but instead Annie Sue is just like oh yeah cool so, and also like the guy that saved my life is yeah. also a horrible liar <laughs> Oh, that's, the that's guy messing who me up. My life is also a horrible liar. Yes, Midnight should never have trusted falsely. <laughs> yeah. So the two of them, I, Elizabeth's reasoning is Brad or Alex thought that he could could get what he really wanted was to have both twins. And I'll show him what having two twins is really like. And so she and also Annie Sue both constantly ask Brad to dance and, like, interrupt his dances with Jessica. Or, like, every time a dance is over, they want to dance with him again. And it's basically just, like, he has a dance partner all night. And that must be exhausting. So? Like... It's such such nonsense. And and, and then, uh, to cap it all off, Elizabeth never tells Jessica... That Brad yes! is not real. Yes, the book just ends. It's just like, like, oh, and so he had his comeuppance. He had to dance a he lot. He was so tired from all that dancing. Um, uh, so there's a nice, Mr. Walker gives a speech about how wonderful it's been to have the girls staying with them. But neither Jessica nor Elizabeth could have expressed what was in her heart just then. They could only hug their aunt and uncle, their eyes shining with tears. It had been the most wonderful visit, and they knew that for the rest of their lives, they would cherish the memories of their precious time in Walkersville. But but Jessica is in love with a a boy who made up a twin to date his sister, or her sister. Like, like what? Here's what I'll say in defense of Elizabeth. It's almost like Elizabeth knows that she's a part of this strange book series. She's like, we're going to go back to Sweet Valley and none of the shit is going to matter. <laughs> like, and in some sense, whether she knows she's a part of Sweet Valley Diary or Sweet Valley High, the series, or Sweet Valley Diaries, the podcast, she is right and she knows her twin well enough to know that as soon as they leave Kansas, Jessica is going to forget about Alex and be on to the next one. And so, you know, ignorance is bliss. Like, Whatever. Like, if, this, if these were real people, like, someday they'd be talking and, like, Jessica would be like, yeah, remember where I dated that guy, Alex? Whatever happened to Brad? And, like, Elizabeth would just casually be like, oh, Brad didn't exist. You didn't, you didn't know that was 15 oh years gosh. ago. Now that is a real mindfuck to think about, like, these girls 10 years later, yeah, let's say, like, talking about, remember? those boys i wonder whatever happened to the porter twins and elizabeth is like oh you mean the the porter one yes, guy that yes. pretended to be twins yes and that would be like what I, like jessica's ready to like move to kansas like yeah. she talks about like like oh i'll just tell her parents that i could complete high school 
in Walkersville to be closer <laughs> to Alex. But Alex that. is in Kansas City. Alex isn't in Walkersville. No. We do not know how far Kansas City. Maybe they That's mentioned the it. airport. Probably okay. they flew into, That's but no, probably. they don't. Really, I think a couple hours. Maybe yeah, they it's not. I think it's a couple hours. It's not that close. No. <laughs> uh, and yeah. That seems like that would be really good fodder for a future argument between the two twins. Like, yes. when Elizabeth's really mad at Jessica, she oh, can be like, and you know what? Alex Porter didn't have a twin. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be, that would be a deep cut. Yeah. Like, I've been we'll holding see. on to that for two years. <laughs> we'll see if it ever comes up in the books, but I have a feeling that uh, we will never speak of Walkersville again. That's like I just thought that after the end of this, I was just like, well, the next book, we'll still have to tell her. Like, yeah. So, but these, like, these super editions, they don't really fit in between. It's They're just kind of like an offshoot, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ostensibly, all of the super editions that there have been have fit into some break. It's either summer break, or it's winter break, or it's spring break. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually worth talking about. This is the last one of the six books that are called super editions. Okay. Now, there are a bunch of super thrillers, which is a different thing. And there's also, those are the kind of scary ones. And then there's eventually something called Magna Editions, which are even thicker than these. They'll do those eventually. And then there's something called, like, Secret Diaries. Like, they're, like, sagas. Like, there are other kinds of books that are longer. But this is the last one that is, like, build a super edition. Okay. Um, I noticed that somebody on Goodreads in her review said that this book was so weak, basically, that... It ended the whole tradition of super editions. <laughs> what was the last one about? The one before this was about a school ski trip okay. that um, never really we never really got to in the in the course of the book because there there was some kind of relationship drama. See how well it stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. it, it, it doesn't have really any. Good. Yeah, it doesn't have any. It does. It just like fades away, right? Like, yeah. Because it doesn't have any, like, kind of future implications on what's happening in their lives, especially the ones that happen during the summer, because then it's, they're still juniors, you know, when the next book that gets published in time, in time, they're still, they're, they're still, still juniors. Do, yeah. And so they've been juniors this whole time. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just in the Sweet Valley High series they have, yeah. Okay. Um, so now seems like as good a time as any, now that we've got through Spring Fever, to ask you, Megan, a question I ask of all yes, my guests. Yes. Are you a Jessica or an Elizabeth? Oh, definitely an Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like the, I like the strength like, of that. I mean, like, why would... <laughs> I can't imagine anyone... Like, like, a Jessica would be like, she's so brazen. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people are brazen. Yes, yes, yes. But she's brazen in a way that she doesn't seem to care about people's feelings, in a way. Until they almost die on a horse. Until and then she, then, then she then finds she her just, inner compassion. Yeah, yeah, then... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I imagine, like, a softer Jessica... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Would be would be better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a mature Jessica. A We've mature gotten that answer Jessica. before. I, that one, I'd be. That's great. Yeah. Yes. Um, was there anything we missed? Um, I think we we covered it all. Um, I really enjoyed reading the book. Like, um, but it was super silly, but in a fun way. That yeah. Was, like, I needed a fun book for the pandemic that had no relation to a world oh, that we're within right that's now. That's nice. Well, I'm glad I could do that for you. <laughs> and Gladiators, hopefully listening to this is doing something something like that for you, too. I'm sorry to make you wait so long for this episode. Um, it really does go back to the problem 
uh, that these super editions cause in terms of having to order the books from some used source, right? Because they're out of print as well. And then having to get them to the person. And honestly, um, I'll be frank, that has been exacerbated by the ongoing weather and other pandemic related problems with like the postal service and just like, you probably noticed I I certainly have in my life that like things are slow. (laughs) Like it takes longer to have everything happen. And so for example, we were going to do another super thriller, a friend of mine, I ordered the book, I had it sent to him. And I checked in a few weeks later, like, did you ever get that book? And when I he hadn't. And when I went back to look, the book had gotten sent back to the sender, like as no such address. And of course, you know, the address that it was sent to, I checked it, it was right. (laughs) So that kind of thing, you know, so that that was like, weeks of preparation that could have, you know, been leading up to that episode that was just sort of, uh, you know, out. And during the regular season, it's much more important to me to be on a rhythm. But during the hiatus, it's a little more loosey-goosey. All that being said, I made it clear, I feel like earlier that my intention was to kind of cover all of, like, catch all the way up with these super editions during the hiatus. But I don't want to make everybody wait (laughs) another month or two for a new season, um, for a season six of Sweet Valley Diaries. So I think what we're going to do is we'll get to the super thrillers that we haven't, that will like get us caught up into publishing order sometime, you know, during the next season. And so I think we can look forward to a uh, season six uh, premiere sometime in the month of April, 2021. That will be... (laughs) Maybe we'll have you back, Megan, to be a guest during during season six. Yeah, you can come back to my room. (laughs) We can do that one in your room if you want. We could. We could record in the living room, which is where we recorded uh, episode one of the podcast. Part of why it sounds so bad. Only one of many reasons why the sound quality. It's a first episode. I've been hearing a lot lately that if the first episode of your podcast sounds good, you waited too long to start. That makes sense. That makes sense. You just gotta go for it. It's something comforting. Do you have any thoughts on, like, what this book was presenting to young readers at the time? Interesting. You could pretend to have a twin and there's no repercussions also. (laughs) Like, like, like nothing bad happens to, but also I guess it shows that Small town America is never changing. <laughs> yeah, that is and, an interest. That does um, seem to be the perspective of the book, which is kind of bullshit. Carnies are scary, but not if they're carnival royalty and their dad owns. The yeah, owns the carnival. Yeah, Elizabeth definitely. I appreciated Elizabeth getting indignant with her aunt about her aunt's prejudice, yeah. and that actually felt like we can update that to modern times. That it would probably wouldn't be about carnies, but maybe. Yeah, but but Alex is only okay because he's in. Is Alex in college? I mean, obviously. Yeah, he's in college, yeah. So they're only okay because they're in college, not because they, like... Yeah, is it the education or is it the ownership? Like, is it an economic thing? Or maybe Elizabeth would also argue just as fervently in favor of them if that that weren't true. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's... You know, it makes me think a little bit about some of the conversations you see surrounding, like, the minimum wage. And you see this sort of disparaging remarks about people who work in jobs that pay minimum wage. Yes. And then the pushback to that, which is like, yeah, what's wrong with those jobs? Very, very, 
her her um, her aunt and uncle. We don't know what her aunt and uncle did. It's, it's very clear they're retired and yeah. he's the mayor, but that's not doesn't appear to be a full time job. Mean, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about like generational wealth. Yeah. Like these people have such deep roots and and legacy in this town that the town is named after them. <laughs> You know? Yes, and when we Presumably. first we first see their house, and it's apparently it's very nice. Oh, and it has a twins. name. It has. It's called like the twins were very excited. shady when estates shady or something. Estates. <laughs> That's not what it is. What is it called? Um, it's called Five Elms. Five is what it's Elms. Called. I love that their house has a name. We should name our apartment. I agree. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah, the house should have a name. Yes, yes. As as as, as nice as Five Elms. We did it. We did the spring fever. Woo! Thank you so much for reading this book. It was fun. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Anytime. Well, listen, gladiators, thank you for being patient with Sweet Valley Diaries during this hiatus time. Please do me a huge favor and tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, Send them this link, tell them about this episode, or just send them your favorite episode. Um, It helps me a lot, actually, to have more listeners. It helps keep the podcast going. And if enough people listen to the podcast, there could be a future in which hiatuses are no longer necessary um, for reasons that I can get into if you want. But (laughs) right now, we'll skip it. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Sweet Valley Diaries or on Twitter at Sweet Valley. You can see this episode and all sorts of other stuff at SweetValleyDiaries.net. Uh, the website that is will turn 15 this year. Wow. Send me an email if you want at sweetvalleydiaries at me.com. Thank you again so much, Megan. Thank you, Marissa. And still working on that sign-off. Uh, haven't gotten there yet, but for now we'll say come along to the country with Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield and catch spring fever. Yay! <laughs> Super edition number five, Spring Fever. Let's check and make sure this is actually number five. (laughs) Oh, it's impossible to tell. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my gosh.